This is Creating Consciousness, a podcast reflecting back to you the energies of your subconscious through tarot, channeling, and spiritual guidance. I'm Rebecca Weirman, intuitive, spiritual coach, and energy worker. You found this podcast because it's the next step in your healing journey. Together, we will explore the depths of your subconscious to awaken and welcome this consciousness. Hello, Conscious Creators. Welcome back to Creating Consciousness. It's me, Rebecca. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How freaking amazing was the free yoga nidra meditation that Sydney of Ananda Meditation provided us with last week? Uh, If you haven't dropped in for that, I recommend doing so. And if you haven't listened to episode 88, The Practical Magic of Yoga Nidra, I also recommend checking that out too. Because Sydney shares so much helpful knowledge and information with us about the practice and clues us into what is happening while we are in that nidra meditative state. It's pretty freaking spectacular. But this week I am back with a long overdue solo episode. And after seeing the Suns lose last night in the NBA Finals, It was pretty sad, and I know this isn't a sports podcast, so I'm not going to get too far off onto a tangent here, but I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge the feeling that came over me when I saw the Bucks celebrating, when I saw Giannis holding his kid and just the happiness. I got like tears coming to my eyes because I was just so happy to feel the love and joy and celebration and It just was such a humbling reminder that we can still feel and share that support and energy when someone else is succeeding. And I think so often we get caught up in comparison mode that when someone else is succeeding, we tend to become jealous or envious because we want to succeed as as well. But why can't we just show our love and support for so many people who are on their paths? Why can't we celebrate those wins? In fact, we can. We just have to be present and set our ego and our shadow aside. And that leads me into this episode. And what I've realized while creating this podcast is that when I talk from the heart, when I talk about something that I'm going through or something that I've gone through in the past, those are the episodes that are the most well-received. And I truly believe this is because collectively we are all going through it. We are all experiencing the same patterns and cycles through different narratives and lenses. And we all have this goal to be as intuitive as possible. So when I'm able to share my stories with you, as well as hear from you what is helping you, we are exchanging this Mm, this beautiful healing energy and helping each other grow in so many ways. So just know I'm always here to listen to what you are experiencing and how it's helping you heal. I might not, you know, chime in and give you, you know, unsolicited advice, but I'm going to be here to support you and amplify you and elevate you. And I just thank you for trusting me. Anyway, 
I always tune into my intuition when I'm creating episodes for you and the message that always comes through is right now. And when I say always, I mean probably about 95% of the time I get the message right now. And that's when I have to look at my life, assess what is going on, and see how I can share what is helping me grow without sacrificing my personal and professional boundaries. And what this led me to this week is the relationship between intuition and ego. In the spiritual community, we spend so much time telling others to listen to their intuition. We say that and sort of like with shadow work, we expect people to know what that means. And I'll be honest with you, and my ego stepping in here because I'm slightly embarrassed to admit this, but when I heard for the first time that I need to use my intuition, I thought using my intuition meant I had to speak with my spirit guides and run every single freaking decision or choice by them. And there's probably some of you listening out there right now who think the same thing. And because we live in a world of polarity, there's probably some of you who are listening right now that thinks that that sounds fucking exhausting. And I'm here to tell you that it is. I'm also here to tell you that that is not what it means to listen to your intuition. So in this episode today, we are going to explore the differences between intuition and ego, how you can begin living intuitively every single day and how your ego can become your friend because it's not about killing off the ego. It is so much more than that. This episode, you'll also learn some intuition activating tools and just, just so much more. So buckle up. But before we dive in, I did want to remind you that your subscriptions, ratings, and reviews mean so much to me because when you subscribe and review you help this podcast to grow. Something as simple as clicking subscribe or follow shoots this podcast up the charts. So if you have ever received any helpful information or advice from this podcast, please consider completing that energy exchange by subscribing and reviewing. I will be so incredibly grateful and in an effort to express my gratitude for taking the time out of your day to subscribe, rate, and review, I will give you a free mini oracle card reading when you leave a five-star rating and review. All you have to do is take a screenshot of your review and then DM it to me on social media. You can either send it to This Consciousness or Creating Consciousness Pod, and you'll get your free reading. I've linked that information in the show notes as well, so you have it. But without further ado, let's get into it. I want to start by letting you know that you are intuitive. No matter what you currently think or how you perceive yourself, you are so intuitive. We all have the ability within us and we are all psychic in some way, shape, or form. This just requires us to tune into our extrasensory abilities. And sometimes this comes in the form of meditation or even just quieting the mind. But when we go about our daily lives, we all have these little voices that are talking to us. 
the voices inside our head, the voice and opinions of family, friends, society. All these voices come from different streams of consciousness because people are at different places in their journeys. And it can be incredibly overwhelming to deal with when you're struggling with the pressures of the external voices. And it can feel like complete chaos at times. Although I would argue that it is easier to identify which voices aren't your own, like the opinion of your mother or the opinion of the strangers on the internet, it's a lot more difficult to identify the consciousness behind the voices within you. And I'm talking about your ego and your intuition. Because here's the thing. They both speak to you. But it's likely you listen to your ego more. And I say this because I used to be someone who only listened to their ego. I'm not even kidding. Every action I took was ego-based. Literally everything. I was such a hurt individual and my ego kept me safe. And it made me feel like I was in complete control of my life. My intuition, however, was silent. It almost felt like it was dead. And to be honest, I didn't even realize that my intuition was a thing. But in all reality, my intuition wasn't dead. I just didn't understand how to listen to it, how to activate it. But it got to the point where ignoring my intuition led me to so many physical health problems. Years of undergoing tests, procedures, a surgery, all because I refused to listen to what my intuition was telling me. Something that I was so deep in denial about because I continued to listen to my ego because I wasn't ready for change. I would have rather have stayed in the circumstances that kept me comfortable, even though they were completely harming me. Now, I'm not saying that if you ignore your intuition, you're going to get sick or you're going to have to have surgery, but ignoring your intuition can push you out of alignment. And when we aren't aligned is when we experience frustration, stagnation, resentment, guilt. If you live a life of ego, you are constantly searching for more, never living in the present, and always wondering why you aren't as happy as you thought you would be. How many times have we thought, oh, if I just move to this new place, I'll be so much happier, or if I get this promotion, I'll be so much happier. Well, what are your motives behind it? What is your ego telling you about it versus what is your intuition telling you about it? And, and we'll get into that. But when you are living your life by trusting and listening to your intuition, your life becomes fulfilling, meaningful, rewarding. And those little or big decisions that used to be so hard to make just become so much easier to trust in once you've made that decision because your intuition always keeps you in a place of trust. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then you know how I feel about the term ego death. And just in case you haven't been listening to this podcast for a while, in that case, welcome. <laughs> and yeah, 
I cannot stand when someone tells me they have no ego or that their ego died after an ayahuasca journey. It's just not true. We are human and we all have ego. And although you may have entered into a spiritual state of higher dimensional consciousness and transcendence or something that transcends you, when you come back to reality, when you separate from the ayahuasca, the LSD, the mushrooms, you come back to the present. You come back to the third dimension. Your ego is still intact. You may have a different perception, but your ego wasn't left in whatever dimension you traveled to. In fact, if you had an experience in which you felt your ego died or was dissolved, I challenge you to answer this question. Did you experience ego death or did you enter a space mindset or perception in which you felt so loved and so secure that your ego felt safe enough to express all the things that kept you stuck or caged in? You don't have to answer that right now, but it's just something to reflect on because I truly feel like the ego is our friend. The ego, when we befriend it, just like the shadow, can teach us so much about ourselves. Perhaps I might even go as far to say that your ego is your shadow in a way. Not completely, but there are elements of your ego that live within your shadow that once you tap into, get to the root of, you are able to use as you step into your state of your highest self, your more intuitive self. Now, even if you disagree with me and disagree with my whole ego death sentiment, your ego still exists in the 3D, in the human world. So let's just embrace it and let's learn from it. The biggest identifiers between your ego and your intuition is that the ego is the part of you, the part of us, that wants us to stay safe at all costs. Your ego will make up stories and create limiting beliefs that keep us very small and very safe. The ego lives in a state of constant fear, rejection, abandonment, hurt, and the ego keeps you in these cycles, shall I say, matrix. Whereas your intuition lives in the present moment. It's loving, it's kind. It acknowledges the power within us and the power beyond us. It guides us along every single step in our journey, even if the step doesn't make sense. Your intuition will never judge you or obsess over a choice that has been made. Your intuition is always going to keep you in a place of trust. Any single decision that you make from the ego is rooted in fear, comfort, or self-preservation. So for example, you want to become a lawyer. Your dad is a lawyer. You see that they are financially secure and they're pressuring you to become a lawyer. And you like law, but it doesn't excite you. It doesn't excite you as much as painting excites you. But you care so much about what your dad will think if you don't become a lawyer that you decide even though you're not 100% in love with the profession, you're going to do it anyway. That's your ego speaking because it's not in line with what you actually want for yourself. 
you want to become an artist. You want to share your paintings with the world. But you also see that law creates this sense of financial security. And you know and have been conditioned to believe that creating art isn't financially secure. So not only is your ego telling you to follow the beliefs of someone else, your ego is telling you that there is security in listening to your ego and in listening to the choices and decisions of other people. Not only are you doing this, but you were also staying safe by avoiding confrontation with yourself as well as with your family. And you're allowing another person to make a decision for you. Now, if you were to have listened to your intuition here, it might not have made sense. You might have had to deal with confrontation, but you were able to follow what you wanted for yourself. And that is the best thing you can do for yourself. Our ego-based decisions will also tend to have a lot of emotion connected to them. So this goes back to worrying about what someone else might think about your choices. So let's take that example we used before. Perhaps you decide you want to become a lawyer because you know your parents will be disappointed in you if you don't. You're making a decision based on the emotional outcome you are trying to avoid. You could also be in such a state of distress or intense emotions that you make this ego-based decision because it feels safe. You won't have to go deal with that emotional outcome. And that's why it's so commonly suggested that if you're making an important decision, that you sleep on it or you make a decision when you are in a grounded, more calm place. Now, your ego will also keep you tied to an outcome or an external result. So moving away from the lawyer example and moving into this podcast, I was 110% intuitively driven to create this podcast. It actually started with a completely different name about two years ago and I just knew the timing wasn't right intuitively, but I knew it was going to happen. And as much as I would love Creating Consciousness to be the number one spiritual podcast, that is not my motivation. I continue to create this podcast because it is so deeply healing for me. And podcasting has been, and podcasting has been the first type of content that I am completely head over heels in love with creating. So regardless of what happens, this podcast isn't tied to my ego because the outcome doesn't matter. I feel so satisfied and fulfilled with the process of creation in making this podcast. Still keeping in line with ego, I want to ask you this. How many times have you had an amazing idea and then told yourself, Something along the lines of, oh, I'll never be able to accomplish that. Or if I only had a better camera or, oh, there's no way I'm getting that promotion. A lot of times, right? Yeah, <laughs> me too. I even had a thought like this while I was brainstorming talking points for this episode. Like, oh, you know, you shouldn't do it because you're not going to be able to cover everything you want to cover. And I had to check myself and I, I said to my ego, okay, well, if that happens, good thing it's my podcast and I can create a second episode about this topic. 
So there shouldn't be fear in starting. And so the ego really likes to keep you in a place of fear. But if you're talking to yourself and creating these limiting beliefs, it's your ego. And I challenge you to dive deeper into what this means, into what these limiting belief means, because what's coming up is fear. Perhaps you're scared to succeed or perhaps you're scared to fail. Either way, it's your ego protecting you, keeping you safe. Your ego is going to justify a lot. You might make an intuitive choice, but then your logical mind will chime in and provide you with all sorts of facts and figures, mathematics and science to counteract that intuitive decision you made. And this is where most people quickly turn back to their ego-based decisions because a lot of the times when our intuition speaks with us, we don't know the outcome. And that's very difficult because we are in a world of instant gratification where we immediately know the outcomes of things. And the intuition portion really requires us to be in this place of trust. So that's why it's easier to listen to the ego because we don't have to worry about the fear or the unknown associated with leaning into intuition. I briefly mentioned how I talked myself out of that like self-limiting belief when it came up when, as I started to record this podcast with regard to the talking points. But when this does happen, I always just stop and I begin talking out loud to myself. So me in my whole and highest form, human form, can have a conversation and mediate between my intuition and ego. So I'll say, okay, I acknowledge what my ego is saying to keep me safe. I also acknowledge the information my intuition is sharing with me, even though it may not make sense in the moment. Ego, I know you are telling me I won't succeed, but what if I did succeed? And this is usually when my ego shuts the hell up and I feel myself move into the state of expansion. The ego is always going to make you contract, whereas intuition expands you. So the easiest way to explain this is through visualization. When you curl into the fetal position, so imagine yourself curling into the fetal position, you become small, you become contracted, but you also feel safe and secure when we're in the fetal position. Yet, when we stand firm in our power, <laughs> oh my gosh, you stand firm in your power. I, I get this visual of Molly Shannon in Superstar, just standing there, hands out, like mm, just in her power pose. When you embrace your inner Molly Shannon, you expand. When you listen to your intuition, you expand. Standing there might feel so uncomfortable because eyes are watching you. But you're so expanded that you are open to receiving. And that magnetism is attracting more people and things to you. So when I'm trying to make a decision for my intuition, I always like to look at what expands me rather than what contracts me. And don't get me wrong, I still make ego-based decisions, but I try my very best to make intuitive decisions. 
I guess there's one more thing I want to touch on when it comes to ego. And I'm going to use a personal example because it's a good one, I think. Ego loves other people's opinions and praise. When I started working in law, I leased a BMW. I thought it was so cool to have a fucking German car. Now, don't get me wrong. I have a thing, perhaps a kink, for German cars. I think they are very sexy. But did I need a BMW at 21 years old? What if no one ever knew I had that car? Would I still want it? Did I get it because I felt it would change others' perception of me? Yes. Yes, I did. I made an ego-based decision. Oof. I have a hot take. And you know what? I'm going to share it because I wouldn't be true to myself if I didn't share it. But hear me out because this could get muddy. When people volunteer abroad, often in third world countries, they share pictures on Facebook of themselves holding a child from a village. And I tend to question their motives because number one, it's usually a white person holding a black or brown child. So this screams white savior complex. And I mean, don't even get me started on this. So many volunteer or volunteer tourism organizations are just inherently not good. I'm not going to say evil, just inherently not good uh, because of this white savior complex. But what I'm trying to get at is would you have posted that picture of you holding that child, of you volunteering, had no one seen it? Now, I'm not saying that everyone who volunteers is self-serving because it's so incredibly selfless to help others, but shouldn't that be enough? The ego wants that external validation. The intuition is present and at peace in the moment. I also feel I should add that if you've done this, this is not me coming for you. I just felt like I have to clarify because yes, you can still volunteer and be a part of volunteer tourism and post a picture and it not be ego-based or self-serving. Anyway, I don't know. If you disagree with this or want to chime in and share your opinion, please, I encourage you to do so. Send me a DM. Let's chat about it. So now that we have identified what the ego is and how it can show up, it's important to understand how the intuition shows up. If you question who you are and why you do the things you do, if you find yourself repeating the same patterns and cycles, if the little voice in your head fills you with self-limiting beliefs and internal conflict, if you use spirituality to bypass your pain and suffering, if you know you are intuitive and want to access your psychic abilities, if you want to start living life for yourself, free from the pressures of your family, peers, and society. And if you feel stuck and unfulfilled in some or if not all areas of your life, experiencing these feelings of disempowerment and resentment, know that you are not alone. 
The truth is, many people who are trying to heal and live authentically don't succeed because they haven't been taught to address their pain and trauma. They're unable to manifest their desires and access their intuition, and that's because they push their feelings further into their unconscious and live life by spiritually bypassing. And this isn't good because it prevents us from accessing the depth the wisdom, the intuition, and personal power that we each individually hold. This prevents us from living this life as fully and as deeply as possible. If you've ever felt this way, it's not your fault. For decades, the wellness world has taught us that love and light is the answer and that the way to feel better is to positive mindset your way out of debt, depression, and systemic injustices. And while the positive thought thing might help you feel better about the dumb parking ticket or rain on your beach day, it doesn't move the needle for deeper issues. What you may not realize though, is that every time you're triggered in a pattern of repeating cycles and projecting onto others, you're provided with an opportunity to heal. So let's embrace this. Let's heal together. And I can help because I've been there. I let my traumas and conditionings run my life, but not anymore. As I dove deeper into my unconscious and subconscious, I met my shadow. I started to understand why I acted the way I did, how my trauma affected me on a daily basis, and why I wasn't able to achieve my goals. And as I began integrating my shadow and bringing it to my conscious awareness, things around me shifted. I began living in alignment with my highest self. My psychic abilities reawakened and I began feeling more at peace. And now I'm here to help you do the same. Join me in a three or six month intuitive healing container where we work one-on-one -on -one to go to the depths of your unconscious mind to help you meet your shadow and reprogram your traumas, conditionings, and patterns that you are desperately wanting to break. Using modalities such as the tarot, other divination, energy healing, shadow work, and neuroscience, we are able to bring you to a place where you are free from your subconscious and unconscious conditionings. You will leave having an awakened and heightened intuitive ability that you will be able to use on a daily basis. You will thrive in your power while having a clear sense of your purpose and increased confidence. You will understand when and how your shadow shows up in your daily life and how to navigate it with ease. But most importantly, you will gain the ability to be fully present in your highest self and your emotions without feeling completely overwhelmed. The time for healing is now. Awaken and welcome this consciousness as you join me in an intuitive healing container. Visit www.thisconsciousness.com slash intuitive hyphen healing for more information and to schedule your first intuitive healing session today.
the biggest signifier that your intuition is speaking to you is that gentle, loving whisper you hear. Your intuition always speaks to you in a kind and compassionate tone. Whereas your ego will scream at you, it will yell, it will do everything in its power to silence your intuition. Your intuition is also never going to tell you to harm someone else. It's always going to guide you in a direction that is for the greatest good of all concerned. Whereas, yeah, the ego is going to tell you to hurt someone. Now, your intuition also works with free will. It's never going to force you to do something unless we require some sort of divine intervention. But this is another reason why it's so easy to fall back into egoic patterns because we can start to second guess ourselves. When I notice that my intuition is speaking, I usually feel it in my gut or in my heart. So at the heart chakra or in the sacral solar plexus chakra. I've also noticed that my intuitive thoughts feel as if they are being channeled into me by a voice that speaks from the middle or top of my head, whereas my ego sounds and feels like it's speaking to me from like the front part of my head or my forehead. So just paying attention to the locations in your body of where these voices are coming from can be very impactful and help you further distinguish is it your intuition or is it your ego speaking. My intuitive voice comes and goes and by this I mean I will get an idea, it will literally blast into me and then it will disappear. And when this happens, I know I need to listen. Whether it's a business move, a personal decision, or if it's just my intuition telling me that I need to go to the grocery store at 10 p.m. to get cilantro for tomorrow night's dinner, then I do it. I listen and I trust no matter what the reason may be. I could be running into my soulmates at the grocery store at that time. Hell, I could have just gone to the grocery store tomorrow to get my cilantro and they could have been all out. So don't question, just do. Another thing I have noticed is that my intuition doesn't care about timelines or deadlines. It just wants me to act. And I am a firm believer that many of us receive the same intuitive pings or downloads. And when we don't act on them, that idea goes to someone else for them to act or execute. And that's okay. But if you feel passionate enough about an idea that is being channeled or pinged or downloaded into you, you need to go after it without letting that self-doubt or that ego creep in. Last, but certainly not least, my intuition always makes me feel supported, no matter what. Even if I don't know the outcome, my intuition lets me know that I'm doing okay. My intuition is honestly my best friend. And I think it's really important that we all take a moment to acknowledge that our intuition is our best friend and that we need to lean into that. And the best way to support your friends is in the same way that you support yourself. Of course, acknowledging, you know, their needs, but Support your intuition the way your intuition supports you. So access it. Work with it. 
you know, there's nothing worse than reaching out to a friend and them not being there for us. So your intuition is always going to be there for you. You just have to be able to use it. So how do you quiet the ego to access your intuition? Well, there's a lot of ways, but I'm going to mention four in particular. And the first is meditation. A simple practice of seven minutes of meditation per day is instrumental in creating consciousness, shifting the mindset, and quieting the ego. So many people sit in meditation and receive answers and get clear on their path. And that's because they're chiming into themselves. They're chiming into what is higher than themselves. But in that process, they're connecting to their intuition. They're going into that um, alpha, theta, or delta state. And that in itself is so deeply healing. The second is listening to these divine pings. It's as simple as that. I like to keep a note in my phone that has all of my downloads, pings, and intuitive hits in it. And at the end of the day, I'll go through them and I'll decide what takes priority. Sometimes I'm really bad and I think this is ADHD. I will start something that I'm working on. I'll get the intuitive ping and then it's like out the door and I switch over to this intuitive thing that just downloaded into me. I'm getting better at that. But what I should be doing and what I do most of the time is taking that ping, writing it down, or voice memoing something so I can go back to it at the end of the day and decide which one of these hits or pings is going to take priority. And the more you do this, the easier it becomes. And remember that intuition comes in fast and it disappears just as fast. So this is a great way to remember. So you can get back to it later on. The third thing you can do to use your intuition is to use your body as a pendulum. If you have a decision that you need to make, stand up, relax your body, and ask a question out loud. Your body is going to very subtly tell you the answer. So you have to pay attention to the subtle changes and shifts. So what I mean by this is that a yes answer comes when your body moves forward and a no answer comes when your body moves backwards. So your question can be, when my mind tells me X, Y, and Z, is it my ego? Then notice which way your body falls. Forward meaning yes, backwards meaning no. Then you can ask yourself, when my mind tells me X, Y, or Z, is it my intuition? Again, paying attention to the way your body falls. You can also use this for so many other yes or no questions, but keep in mind if your body moves backwards, it's because it's keeping you in the past. If your body moves forward, it's a yes because it's propelling you into something new, something that moves you ahead or something that moves you forward. So that's just a really cool trick that you can use without having to like pull a tarot card or connect to your spirit guides. That is trusting your own body, your own being, your own power, and your own muscle memory to guide you 
into the next chapter to help you in deciding an intuitive-based decision. And then the fourth thing that you can do is pretty fucking human. And I don't find it to be mystical at all. And it might be my favorite. And this is identifying your core values, naming all the things that are important to you to help you connect to your intuition easier. To do this, I would recommend sitting in meditation for just a little bit, just to ground, to settle in. You could even just do seven minutes, five minutes even, but go for seven. Seven's a great number. Settle into that meditation. And then when you're done, journal on the traits that you value. My core values are trust, spirituality, inner peace, and adventure. So I know that my ego-based decisions won't align with any of those values. However, my intuitive decisions always align with at least two or more of these values. It's never just one. It's always supported by two or more. But that could be different from you, so you really do have to trust yourself in that process. And this also leads me to a really great point. Your intuition is exclusive to you. Only you know what is best for you and not a soul can tell you what to do. So this is another reason why I am very picky about the intuitives and healers that I work with or choose to go to for readings or sessions because Nobody can tell me what to do except for myself. And there are a lot of intuitives out there who aren't ethical and will push you into a fear-based state in order for you to make a decision. Or they will fill you with so much fear about one choice that your mind subconsciously has already been made up. And your girl just isn't cool with that. So even when you're working with an intuitive, taking what is said and still having a bit of skepticism about it is completely healthy because at the end of the day, they channel that information, but you still have to tune into you and your body and your intuition to know if that is right for you. Okay. We have covered a lot. This is one of the longest solo episodes I have done and I'm loving it, but go ahead. Here I am preaching how you shouldn't listen to other people, but I'm about to tell you to give some of the things that were mentioned in this podcast episode a try. Uh, Again, only if it feels right to you. Remember that intuition is a muscle. And in order to gain muscle mass, we have to train and we have to work the muscles. So work with your intuition every day, even if it's just for a few minutes. This could be doing one of these exercises we spoke about in here. This could be watching an intuition test on Instagram or TikTok. It could be sitting with a tarot card, holding it, facing away from you and trying to figure out what's on the other side without looking by just tuning into your intuition. You can even do shadow work to help you differentiate between the ego and intuition. This is one of my favorite ways too. We do a lot of this in my one-on-one client sessions. And if you want to do more shadow work, I've linked in the show notes a very fun, yes, it's it's definitely fun, a fun notion document that I have created that includes my personal favorite shadow work prompts, and you can begin working through these, and it's free, 
So go snag it. It makes a world of difference. And you really are able to make this distinction between intuition and ego when working on that as well. Of course, always feel free to reach out to me on social media at this consciousness or at creating consciousness pod and share with me how you're developing your intuition and how it's going. I cannot wait to hear and know that I am also here to help. You can book a session with me by visiting thisconsciousness.com. And of course, I will link that information in the show notes as well. And now, the part of today's episode you have all been waiting for. The weekly card reading. Today's card is Divine Matrix. And when I pulled this card, I got so many feels. The first feeling being... Oh my God, again, a card that relates to the episode. It's kind of crazy how this works, but spirit is definitely on our side, hinting to us and probing us to go deeper. But the way to escape the matrix or to transcend it is to listen to your intuition. Your ego is always going to keep you stuck in the matrix, whereas your intuition helps you look at things from a different perspective. It helps you transcend the paradoxical world in which we live in. It's so important as intuitive beings that we take in information, but that we hold things within us from this neutral perspective to where we can ebb and flow with the information we receive and understand that Holding and shifting perspective can be both relative and contain absolute truth. A dose of skepticism is healthy, but that is the world we live in. And we must work with that in order to transcend it, in order to reach this place of duality that isn't so black and white because there is gray area. And realize too that Although intuition is flexible and malleable between each person that taps into it, that there still are universal laws and these universal laws hold us and they connect the dots from person to person, from soul to soul, from cosmo to person to animal to being to whatever it may be. But there's always something to learn from another being, whether that is a human, whether that is an animal, whether that is something beyond this world. Trust that you are held safely within this matrix, that you are safe to explore and learn, but you are also safe to go beyond. And there is nothing wrong with that. Today, affirm to yourself, I am safe to trust my intuition. Let's say it again, but together this time. I am safe to trust my intuition. Feel free to write that down a couple times. Put it on a post-it note and stick it on your mirror so you see it every morning. This will help you reprogram those self-limiting beliefs. This affirmation will be that reminder that you are able to trust your intuition, and be safe and secure in that without having to rely on your ego to keep you safe and secure. Remember that you are loved, 
you are supported, you are divinely guided, and you are creating consciousness. I'll be back next week with a new episode for you from an amazing practitioner, and I cannot wait for you to meet her. Until next time, conscious creators. Music